I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The file you are about to hear has been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. In a majority of my travels, I dueled with beasts that have breath in their mouths and beating hearts in their breaths. There's a single way to defeat most of them, cutting their life short through the specific means my contemporaries or I have devised. There are exceptions, such as the wooden stake for the vampire, silver bullets for the werewolf, and so on. The Nordic Draugr is a creature that has already had its knot tied and string cut, leading to some difficulty. It comes from a forgotten era, one with far more magic and great heroes than the present. The Nordic Draugr are reanimated corpses of former heroes and warriors. These bodies have been laid to rest in private burial chambers, many of which are still hidden to this day. The corpses returning to life occur due to accidents or curiosity. However, when one of these sites are disturbed, this body cannot be put back to rest. I've come to realize that the Draugr itself is actually not the body of the human, instead it's the soul. When disrupted, malice invades the once pure soul and re-inhabits its body. I must reiterate that this is not a human. There is no humanity left, replaced instead, hunger, torment, revenge, and restlessness. Do understand that they do not lack intelligence. Is it the intellect of a human? No. Draugrs are smart in their pursuit of flesh, utilizing tactics to ambush them and tire their opponent during battle. That stated, one human element does remain, their skilled combat experience. Due to the body's statuses as honored warriors, they're given a hero's burial. They're laid to rest while wearing their armor their signature weapons are often displayed nearby, and they are left with several mementos from their fighting days. This makes them incredibly dangerous, as they can be immediately armed upon awakening. Appearances vary between Draugrs, but what is most common is their decomposing bodies. In my limited encounters, Nordic Draugrs have been nothing more than skeletons, covered in a thin and tattered layer of leathery green skin. The main danger posed by Draugrs is that they lack the feeling of pain. Overlooking their own injuries, they seek revenge with no regard for their safety. The single way to end an attack is the removal of the beast's head. My first encounter with this beast transpired in Iceland. This night, the 23rd of January, was a dark one. The midnight air would have frozen my canteen had I not kept it surrounded by blankets in my pack. I was traversing a summit in search of the mythic frost giant when I came across a village. It seemed to be recently abandoned as I saw no lights in their home or fires raging outside. 
There was barely a smolder in the communal fire pit, which laid at the center of the village. I circled the area, calling out for people in my rudimentary Icelandic tongue. I got no response. In my sleuthing, I found that much of the meat storage in the town had been savagely ripped down and dragged through the snow. It appeared that much of it had been eaten as well, with now frozen chunks of beef and lamb penetrating the thick slush. My initial idea was a pack of ravenous wolves or a bear had smelt their foodstuffs and claimed it as their own. This has happened before, numerous times. However, it's mostly with campers deep in the woodlands. I began entering the vacant homes in hopes of a clue. Instead, I found corpses. One was of a little girl, no more than ten years old, and her father. Both had been mutilated, their limbs were torn off with great force, and much of their blood had been drained, leaving their bodies a sickly white and green. It was the fifth house I checked. It was a unique one. Part of it had been built into the mountain. I mention this because the back end of the house had been torn through. Behind this cavity was a tunnel about 150 paces in length, which led to an expansive cave. Icy stalactites protruded from the ceiling above me. I found the creature within the room, sleeping while standing up. A pile of meat laid opposite of where it stood. I tried my best not to awaken it as I approached. My previous assessment that this was just a cave was incorrect. This was a burial site for a warrior. An altar laid at the center of the room, one of white marble where the body should be laying. This was a soldier of moderate rank as displayed by their shield, which had been hung on the cave wall behind the altar. Its sword was removed by the draugr and placed into a scabbard around its waist. My weapon was unholstered, still equipped with the silver bullets from my previous werewolf encounter. I wasn't sure of its usage against the Nordic Draugr, however, it was too late for me to rummage through my supplies without disturbing it. I fired twice at its skull, piercing through both times. The creature remained standing and turned in my direction. It began its surprisingly swift approach and drew a sword from its belt. It swung at me with great strength. Its movements were extremely jerky, allowing me to easily dodge it. I discharged another round at the creature's chest. The bullet passed through the space where its heart should have been. The beast remained standing and fighting. I began to worry at this moment, thinking I had finally found an impregnable beast. I had been running low on ammunition and did not want to waste my reserves of silver bullets in case of another werewolf ambush. Northern Europe is notorious for this. I unsheathed my blade and began returning swings. Despite its sloppiness, the Draugr was an experienced opponent, blocking most of my strikes and giving swift retaliation. It sliced through my coat on my sword arm, drawing blood. I retaliated by moving its free arm with a prompt swing. The Draugr's attack did not slow. I felt myself grow exhausted and desperately searched for a method to end this battle. In my growing fatigue, the Draugr performed a move and collided my blade with its own quickly twisted its hand and weapon clockwise and pushed my sword from my grasp. I moved for defense and pulled the shield from its mounted display. I obstructed several would-be fatal strikes until the shield was cut asunder. Once again, left defenseless, 
I unholstered my pistol and made my way for the tunnel that led me here. I rolled under the draugr and gained my footing. It pursued my location, and once it barely reached the exit, I fired twice at the ceiling, ejecting the stalactites. They fell with great force onto the beast and pinned its lower half within the cave. Its free half continued to swing its blade and attempted to gain its freedom. I removed its sword arm with another bullet and kicked the weapon away. It continued to struggle against its trap. With its own blade, I removed the demon's head with a single strike. It ceased its fighting. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, join my Discord community, hire me on Fiverr, or help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. The links are in the description. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible, so credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. Upvote their work and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons ShareLight 3.0, and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under Creative Commons ShareLight 3.0. I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki, and we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people, or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel, by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.